It's coming on indeed. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Living Presence podcast for Easter, April 1st, 2018. My name is Brianne Swan, and I am your host, as well as the community minister with the Living Presence Ministry. Today is the day we rejoice and celebrate in the knowledge that death is not the last word. That redemption can be found even in the darkest, the most broken, neglected, and shattered of places. And this year, we get to celebrate the greatest April Fool's joke of all time. There is language among some Christian communities about how Jesus died for our sins, or that Jesus' death on a cross somehow atoned for all of our collective sins, and because of this, belief in Jesus as the Christ saves us from hell and leads us to salvation and an everlasting life with God. So it's kind of all high fives, beer, and Jesus when we die. Okay, that's a little simplistic, but that's kind of the gist of atonement theology. And it's not the kind of theology that I buy into at all. I heard a friend and colleague this week describe herself as being far more comfortable in the crucifixion of Jesus. And I would have to say that I am right there with her. I find myself more inclined to identify the brokenness of the world with Jesus' broken figure meeting its violent end. And I have something of an aversion to the trumpets and the words around Jesus Christ being triumphant over death. Our society and culture has a strong fear and taboo about death, and the almost militaristic language around the resurrection can be very jarring. Death itself is not the heartbreak. How it's brought about, by who, to whom, and for what purpose— what is now missing, who is left behind. These are the places the heartbreak lives. But again, in the Easter story, death is not the last word. And it's worth wondering, for myself at least, why it's so challenging to live with a knowledge that redemption and resurrection is possible that love continues to fight its way to the surface of our hearts. The powers who brought about Jesus' execution in order to silence a revolution did not win. The revolution had only just begun, and this act begins with a woman, alone and in mourning, likely wondering what was going to become of her as she goes to visit the place where her teacher has been laid after he'd been killed. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. 
So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed, for as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary, Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him. I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and she told him that he had said these things to her.
That was Ainsley McNeeny with her song Closer from her album True Story Orchestra. And we also heard Ainsley kicking off the episode with her song It's Coming On from her album Bones Are Forever. You can find Ainsley at www.ainsleymcneeny.com. And thank you so much for listening to this mini episode for Easter Sunday. We'll be back next week with our regular full episode. So until then, take care and we'll see you soon. This podcast is brought to you by the Living Presence Ministry, which is a community ministry of the United Church of Canada. You can find us online at www.livingpresenceministry.org.